Welcome to the IMO podcast. Honest and open conversations with care leavers. Hey, it's Chris with the IMO podcast and today I am joined by Rihanna. Rihanna, you have been at a conference all day. Tell us what that conference is. Um, it's the Achiever Conference, but I wasn't here the whole day. But the bits that I saw, it was just like a load of doctors and nurses talking about how they can improve, like the way um, doctors and nurses and people see HIV and how we can improve it for young people and everything. So it was quite good. So there were people listening who might not know what Chiva stands for. Mm-hmm. Can we tell them? <laughs> Yeah, it's the Children's HIV Association. That's a, That's been a charity that's been going a long, long time. A long time, yeah. And this is a charity that's supported you, is that right? Yeah, since I was like 13. Fantastic. And I'm 21 now, so... So you've got a long, long relationship with them. Yeah. So what were you able to say to the doctors today? I was sort of able to talk to them about, like, getting help, because ever since I moved to uni, like, I haven't been able to get that chance to get help, like, with getting, like, clinic appointments. Because, like, ever since I was a, like, young child, I was only able to do, like, the children's clinics, which is obviously, like, you get help from adults and everything. And then I got the help to transition to an adult's clinic. But in me moving to uni, like, it was just me by myself and I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. So today was quite helpful because I get to speak to one of them. Is there a big difference between the help you get when you're a child, like under 18, and then transitioning, as you say, into kind of the adult services? Is there a big difference between the two? A huge difference. Like, you get someone that goes there with you, so like... Um, when you're a child? Yeah. Uh-huh. So before I got into foster care, my mum would go with me. And then obviously, uh, when I got into foster care, like, my carer would go with me. I would have a doctor, who I really, really liked, and my nurse as well, who I really liked as well. And obviously, because I was with them for, like, a long time. <laughs> I can't even remember how many years, but since I was, until I was 16, 17. And so now in adult services, you were saying that, uh, you know, you're at university and there's less support. What is the support you, you get? At the moment, nothing. I think it's because, because I know I can go to Chiva for, like, support, but I don't know. Like, since I started uni, I just, I haven't really thought about it. I know it's something that I need to think about, like a worry, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got uni, you've got, like, all of those worries as well, and then, like, being a student, you're broke, so it's <laughs> like, you know, I have I was thinking about all those other things that I didn't think about getting clinic appointments, Yeah, which is obviously quite bad, so I am happy that I came today. Came today to be able to tell them about the support yeah. you needed. What are you studying at university? Um, criminology and psychology. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you're going to solve all the crimes. Hopefully. You're going to be like the late, the next. Uh, who's like the big detectives these days? I'm old, so I'm thinking like Inspector Morse, but that's very old. Who are any detectives on the TV that you think? Oh, oh, how to get away with murder? Do you watch that on Netflix? Oh my god, I love how to get away with murder. I'm waiting for the new series to come out. Me too, me too, me too. That's what I imagine it to be like. That's what you're studying for. I would hope it would be like that. We like the drama. We like the drama here at IMO. Well, it's very exciting to hear about your your studies. Are you in your first year? Yeah, I'm in my first. Year. Right. And what's it been like just kind of going to university? It's been a lot of stress, but it's nice because it's my own place and like I get to do whatever I want to do and sleep as much as I want to sleep and 
go out if I want to go out and not have to ask someone. And I like being independent and not having to do what someone else is telling me. So yeah, I think that's nice. Some people who have left care and then go on to university feel that there's not enough support uh, financially, there's not enough support emotionally. What's been your experience of, of kind of leaving care and then going into university? Financially, I think I'm actually fine. Like when they, like if I need help with anything, like they're there. Emotionally, though, I think it's because like I don't really speak to people that much. So as much as I think I do need to, they don't obviously support me because I don't ask for the support. But I know if I did, they'll probably give it to me. A lot of people have really, really big misunderstandings about living with HIV. What's your day-to-day routine around medication and how does that impact on, on your life? It was good. And I think when I was taking it, I was in care as well at that time. So I had like the support for my carers and they would always go, well, before I go into um, adults clinic, like they would go with me and like would go on like lunches and everything to make it more comfortable. And then every day they would remind me. So then like if I forget, then, you know, they're always there to remind me. I won't lie. Obviously when I saw like the, beginning after I left care it was quite hard because it was like oh god there's no one there to remind me da 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 but it kind of got easier and then obviously I had like friends from Cheever as well who were going through the same thing so sometimes we would like text each other and like remind each other like oh you need to take your tablets da 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 like when you go into your next clinic appointment and like just talk about it which made it a little bit easier. Do you uh, find it easier to talk to people your own age about your, that your experiences or people that are going through the same experience as you? Definitely the people that are going through the same as me because obviously they know and it's easier to talk to them than it is to talk to someone that doesn't know anything about it. Do you think uh, living with HIV has given you a different perspective or a different outlook on life? Personally, no. I feel like, obviously, like you have to you know, keep yourself protected if you're, like, sexually active. But other than that, I think I just live my life normally because I know, like, I'm not dying, you know, I'm not dead. So I have I do normal things like everyone else does. Everyone else does. I go to uni, I go to sleep, I wake up, I eat food. So for me, it's, like, it's normal. It's just a matter of, like, just making sure that I look after myself properly. That's probably the only thing that I have to make sure I can do differently to other people. If you, uh, when you look back on your your story so far, are there any moments where you think, that was a great moment, I just got a a great amount of help then, or or somebody really looked out for me? I always say it was when I first went to the Cheever camp, because before that, like, I I didn't know anyone else who was my age and, like, had it. So it was like going to this camp and there's like how many people, like around 100 people with the same thing. And then it's like literally the first day you make friends and it's it's crazy. It's like, and I think a lot of those friends I'm still friends with now. And that's like how many years later. So, yeah. so the, what is the camp then? You, you all go to the same place? And... Yeah, it's like one place for five days. Oh. And yeah, it's amazing. And then we just do activities and like... Uh, also do like workshops on HIV and get to learn more about it and have people coming in and how did you feel before you first turned up I was kind of scared like I was like oh my god but luckily actually I did have um one boy who went to the same 
clinic as me and he was going to the same camp so it was like okay so at least I knew someone and then he just went off and found his own friends but it's fine boys always do that yeah <laughs> but then you never have like you're never on your own for that long I think at, at things like that right no. did it take long before you make friends literally I think as soon as I stepped foot I just found a friend so it was it was really nice. And you're still friends with them now? You still yeah, got her, literally. I think going on. Basically, yeah. Fantastic. And could you still go to the camp? Is it still... I can't go as like a camper, but I did go last year as a camp leader. Oh, great. Yeah. Now, when you went on that camp on your first day, did you ever imagine you'd be leading the camp a few years later? I did want to, because like, it was really fun and they made the whole camp experience fun as well. So I thought... If they can do it, then maybe I can as well. Is that, does that give you a lot of confidence? <laughs> it's hard when you first go there, because uh-huh. it's like, okay, I'm a camp leader. There's not that many camp leaders, but then you have to look after, like, well, help look after, like, a hundred kids <laughs> and teenagers. And, <laughs> Teenager is annoying, but no, it, it gets better, like, as the days goes on, and then you get to feel, like, more okay, I've actually accomplished something and I feel better in myself because I've got to help other young people that were in the same position as me a couple of years ago. What has been uh, your proudest achievement so far? Definitely going to uni. Uh-huh. Definitely going to uni because I've, I've tried a lot of colleges because my first year of college was all right, it was, you know. And then I did my second year at a different college so it basically started again. But then my second year at that college, I just, I don't know, I just sort of quit. Like I was just like, I'm not ready for it. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I just kept thinking, like, am I actually going to make it to uni? But then my third try, it was a really good college. And I actually got there. I remember, actually, I was at um, camp as well, being a camp leader. And then that's when I got the news that I got accepted to uni. Oh, I got goosebumps. And it was literally like the morning when I woke up. So I was so nervous, like the night before, like, oh my God, I'm going to have a bad day tomorrow. (laughs) All these good kids are going to think, why is she being so horrible? (laughs) But literally when I woke up and I got the news, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I cried and I called my auntie and I was like, I got in. And she was like, well done, I'm so proud. So that was really amazing you got me going what a story (laughs) when you look back uh now are there any things that you think that didn't go well i think it would have been like around the end of 2016 i don't know i just i felt like i was going through like a lot of stuff you know sometimes like when you're going through things but you don't say out loud but you expect people to see it through your actions but they don't see it if that makes sense yeah so I don't know I just went through like a lot and I just felt like I was really depressed I just sort of ran away from home and then obviously stayed out of contact with my foster carers and everyone else and just I don't know spent three months away from home I don't know I was very miserable and I kept thinking like should I go home should I go home but I just didn't want to go home and it's not even because I didn't like my foster care. Like they're like the most lovely people that I know, and I still speak to them now. But I don't know. Like life just wasn't cooperating with me at that time. I guess I think it was like the time when I got back home. I was like, I want to leave. Like, cause ever since I got into foster care, I've always been like, I really want to move to London. I really want to move to London. Da da da. But I kind of felt like my social workers at that time they didn't really listen to me properly. 
and then they put me through this thing where like I have to live by myself in like a shared home locally but at the time when they moved me out like I didn't have like much support from them so I kind of felt like I'm here but I'm alone and the people who were supposed to be supporting me which is my um social, social workers, workers yeah. yeah they weren't really supporting me at the time so mm-hmm. The only like minimal support I was getting was for my foster carers, and obviously they didn't have to do that because I wasn't in their control, like in their. You were older than. Yeah, than, than so it, yeah. I wasn't like their responsibility anymore. But they still helped me. So, but I felt like I needed more help from the social workers. So what would you, looking back on two thousand and sixteen, you yeah. is there is there anything you'd say to yourself back then? Speak, <laughs> like say how you feel and maybe things would have gone differently at that time yeah just speak and have good friends <laughs> who inspires you these days my friends uh-huh. i'd say my friends like a lot of my friends who are at uni at the moment and working um yeah i would say they inspire me because they're working really hard like and they're always there for me as well like when i'm really sad like it was like you just pushed through, like you got this. So you got this, definitely. And are they trying? Do they want you to stay at university? Yeah, so they're like it's by force. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> the message so. is clear. The <laughs> yeah. WhatsApp group has spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what are you looking forward to in the future? Definitely finishing uni, and I have been making a plan as well to like save up a lot of money because I want to have like my own house or flat within five years so i think that as well that's what i'm like okay i just need to keep carrying on because i don't know like i just feel like the the feeling of like buying your own place just it just sounds great to me so sounds a fantastic goal to have yeah rihanna thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on the imo podcast thank Thank you. you thanks for listening For more stories, experiences and advice from others in care, visit imohub.org.uk. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at imo underscore latest.